Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with us. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, USA. Good morning, the rest of the world. How are my peeps doing this morning? I trust everybody is fine. Back to the control room with Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Beber. How are the two, the two best, the two best production guys in the studio doing today? Well, we're looking for Laurel and Hardy here, so uh, we might find out what you know. <laughs> hey, just for my friend Harry out there, that was uh, Caravan of Dreams from Peter White. He had requested some Peter White. So there you go, Harry. And now I'll turn it over to Jack. Good morning, Egberto. How are you? Bu Buenos dias, Jack. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Here's a, a little spiritual uplift for the morning. Um how, how people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours. Love all you see, including yourself. Oh, very nice. I mean, um, I mean, we'll, that... have, we'll have some spirits to that. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's hijack his show. Now, nah, let's give it back to him. He's got you a know, good show for us today. Hey, listen, that, that positive affirmation, I love that. I love that. If we can all start the morning just say, making sure, you know, I like that control thing, right? How much control we have uh, of how we react to things exactly. Muchísimas gracias, mi hermano Jacques Van Beber. Anyway, folks, we are going to have a great show. For those of you who received the newsletter this morning, I, am, I apologize. It was kind of late. There were crocodiles in my eyes, as my daughter used to say. And I copy-pasted the wrong title, so I fixed it in the one online. So if you go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter, the correct title and subtitle of the show is placed there. Luckily, we have the right data for the show, meaning the topics being covered. Title of the show, the real title of the show is Rent Control's a Must. People say, what are you talking about? It doesn't work in New York. In all these places, we're going, I'm going to talk to you about that in a little bit. Dana Bash disrupts Trump's lawyer, and I have a great interview, again from Chicago, National Vote at Home Institute, where if we really want a democracy to work, we could. Escalating rents is another example of a fraudulent economic system. CNN's Dana Bash pushed back on Trump's attorney's spin. Barbara Smith Warner discusses the Vote at Home movement. Folks, uh, don't forget, this show is every morning, 6 a.m. For those who just kind of passing it on the dial, every morning at 6 a.m., five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Eastern Time, 7. Well, uh, Mountain, 5, and Pacific Time, of course, 4. Uh, topics covered, we told you what those are going to be as for the newsletter. You can reach us by go, first hitting the dial at 90.1 FM Houston. Just turn that dial to 90.1. You can download the TuneIn app from the Android or Apple Store and then search for KPFT on that app, the TuneIn app that is, and get to us that way. You can stream from our website and listen to us directly from that website by going to kpft.org. Or you can watch us live on Facebook. Yesterday, I'm wearing my Rock Shock workout uh, jersey, cycling jersey, the Rock Shock jersey today. You know, it's kind of yellow. Uh, so at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, you can watch the show, watch the videos that we put out as well. 
You can also watch on YouTube, YouTube Live, by going to politicsdoneright.tv. Politicsdoneright.tv. And of course, you can get our podcasts at politicsdoneright.com slash podcast. Politicsdoneright.com slash podcast. So again, you, you can get the snippets, etc. all over the place. Give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit the number two, extension number two to come on air directly. And if you have something to tell me, you don't like something that I've said, you want me to cover something, you, you hate me, you whatever you want, go to kpft at politicsdoneright.com or send an email to kpft at politicsdoneright.com. I read all my emails, I answer all my emails, and I can guarantee you one thing, I will never disrespect you either on air or in replying to my emails. So you can tell me as you please. Anyhow, folks, let's go ahead and get started. I want to go ahead and get started with the votes, right? Uh, the vote is an important thing. And while in Harris County, uh, we've been having issues with them trying to make voting more difficult, I want to tell you something. I want to be frank. You know, uh, New York, uh, senators from New York and so forth, a lot of the progressive states, Really like to give some of our states a hard time. And, you know, when, when we try to make voting harder, that's justifiable. But, you know, it's a lot easier to vote in Texas up until maybe this last, uh, these changes that are trying to make it more difficult than places like New York, etc. They don't have things like the long voting periods that we have learned to have, etc. So let's be cautious in how we talk about voting and our own voting, etc. Let's be frank. Yes, they're trying to make it more difficult for us to vote here in many of the southern states. But also, many of the southern states had a voting criterion that is quite better than some of the voting states up north, or some of the voting in states up north. That's simply the material, factual truth. But what we want to do is make voting easier everywhere. Uh, before I go to this video, which is, a, um, uh, I'd like to remind, generally we get a lot of calls from men. I want all those men to keep calling in. But I also would love to start hearing more from women. We don't get a good value in our discussion in what, er, what the angst of America, the things that bother Americans, the things that Americans want to talk about if we are not covering half of the demographic and that and more than half actually that represents women so i want to put out this clarion call now and ask that men you keep calling in don't want to see any difference in that but i would love to see more women say you know what egberto i have something to say that you need to listen to this is my piece this is my point of view we really need to hear from everybody whomever you are anyway. Let's go ahead and get busy with our first uh, with our first uh, interview. Let's get busy. Welcome to one of more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host, sitting here with Barbara Smith Warner, who is the executive director of National Vote at Home Institute. When I saw that name, I kind of got the butterflies, and you know why? Mm. Because anything that we can do to increase the vote is what we've got to do if we're going to really have an inclusive, yes. uh, complete democracy. So, yes. bada bada, welcome to Politics wow. Done Right. How are you doing Such this morning? Such a pleasure. I am doing so well. I'm thrilled to be here. 
I, you just went straight to the heart of what Vote at Home is about and why I do this work. It is small d democracy. Right. Voting at home, which is when every registered voter is automatically mailed a ballot uh -huh. to their home two to three weeks ahead right. uh, for every election. Uh -huh. They have time to fill it in. They can return it in any number of ways. Right. You can mail it. You can drop, put it in a drop box. You can take it to an election center and, and vote in person there. And then if something's wrong, you are contacted. You get to cure your ballot. You get you, There's a tracking system so you know when your ballot has been received and when it has been counted. It is small d democracy. It is the baseline of voter enfranchisement. Everything that you think of when you hear about making it harder for people to vote, the lines, everything, it is all solved by voting at home. And I'm from Oregon, where we have been voting at home since the year 2000. We're going on 24 years of every voter getting mailed out a ballot every election. Now, has there been, uh, not, not at all, the, the lies of the land are, is uh, or about us having voter fraud, etc. Is there any cases of voter fraud resulting from your system in Oregon? It right is uh, infinitesimally small. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to quote the Heritage Institute because mm -hmm. the Heritage a Institute, very a very yeah. conservative group, did a did a study on trying to find an in the. I think they did in 2020. So mm -hmm. there's been a couple elections since then. Right. But of the we think about 50 million ballots right. that were cast in that time, I believe there were a total of 18 uh, that were found to be fraudulent in some way. Right. All were caught. Uh, and if you figure out the percentages very tiny and none of them it's, had to do with the fact that it was voting at home it, would have it was other anyway. things yeah. correct so yeah there's so much there's built-in security mm -hmm. to voting at home that you might not think about if right. you don't do it all the time right, right. so you get uh, you get one ballot that is for you it's got the kind of it's like a piece of mail right, right. it's got the coding on it uh -huh. you when you submit it you have to sign it right. and they compare your signature to make sure that it's you if there's a difference in your signature it's not oh too bad it's you get contacted to right. say, hey, we have a concern about your signature. It doesn't quite match. You can come in. You can show your ID. There's a whole variety of ways. Um, but you have, ideally, in the our, what we consider a best practice, mm -hmm. is you have up to a week after Election Day to cure your, to ballot. Cure your ballot. That's exactly right. You know, and the biggest thing, I just because yeah. I, I, I was talking to somebody about this before, and somehow this didn't come up, the, in, the impact on turnout uh -huh. is amazing. Of course. Right? So I have a friend who talked about his friction. And the more friction you have in a voting system, right. the fewer people are going to vote, the harder it's going to be, all right. that. Voting at home takes away so much of that friction. And in, as a result, more people vote. We saw it in 2020. Right. Not only was, I mean, turnout was up over like significantly. Because people could stay at home. That is exactly and right. And mail in their ballots. Yes. And, and, you know, more people vote, you get what the democracy really wants. That's I mean, right. after all, That's right. if you take a look at the stats, what you find is that in America, in, in as much as you have the media and others trying to say this is a center-right country, the reality is this country is not center, this country is not center-left. This country is a very progressive country yes. in the policies right. that the people, not that we say they want, no, in the policies who say promote. they say That's that right. they want. So Agreed. what you are doing with uh, with the, uh, let me vote get the home. name right, yeah. with the Vote Just at Home, vote at home. Institute. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is very important. Let me ask you this. How are you approaching this? Do you want this to be something that's done state by state or yes. do you want it to be a federal? Uh, so, well, there's there's two. Uh, uh, full disclosure, there are there have been some bills introduced right. uh, in Congress. Our Oregon senators, uh, Senator Ron Wyden and right. Senator Jeff Merkley, 
very <laughs> in support right. of this, obviously, because we've been doing it for years. Sure. And that's great. And we are supportive of that conceptually. But the reality is the way that we run elections in this country is we run it state by state. There mm -hmm. are 51 different election centers right. for each state and D.C. and then even getting into the, the territories and, right. and such as well. And so because that's where election laws and regulations and standards are done, that's where we focus right now. It might surprise you to know mm -hmm. that. Well, no. Let me let me do it this way. How many states do you think, like vote, vote at home? How many states? Do you if think I it even is? guess, I would be lying. So what? Yeah. Tell me. Eight. Eight oh, states you know and the District are? of Columbia. I do. The, the reason I ask you that, when right. I started this job, right. I thought there were three or four because I'm from Oregon. I've been right. there for a long time. I'm a former legislator. I was just paying attention right. to Oregon. Oh, you were a former so legislator? I, yes. yes. Okay. So I was a legislator in Oregon for nine years, majority nice. leader for the last couple of years. And great, great job. Wait, Loved it. Uh, are you still in the legislature? No. Or you're, you're nope. right now? Okay. Uh, this was, I decided I had had a great run, got a lot of important policy done. And so you were the majority and, uh, leader as well? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Really fun. Through the through Why don't the I know pandemic. that? You know, because you don't live in Oregon. That, I guess so. So that yeah. is a good excuse. Yeah, it's right, a fine okay. excuse. So when I started, I thought, oh, yeah, a couple states. So Washington, Oregon, California, Hawaii, uh -huh. Nevada, uh, Utah, Colorado, Vermont, and D.C. are wow. all voted home states. Wow. So we've, we've, we've made significant progress. Five years ago, mm -hmm. there were only three states. Now there are eight in the District of Columbia. So what we work on is we kind of categorize. If you go to our website, mm -hmm. votedhome.org. Say it again voteathome.org. Uh -huh. Thanks for slowing me down. Um, there is, we have uh, what we call our scorecard mm -hmm. and it's called how vote at home friendly is your state. Right. And there's a map. You can click on your state and you can find out how vote at home friendly is right, your state right. because there's a lot of things you can do. It's not, you're either vote at home or you're not. Right. There's a whole bunch of things in between. Uh, here in Illinois, they kind of have what we consider the second, the, the next best thing mm -hmm. to voting at home is a single sign-up system. Okay. So here in Illinois, if you want to get, if you want to vote at home, mm -hmm. you can, there's no excuse needed. You don't have to do it for any reason. You just say, yeah, I want to vote at home. And you can sign up, do a single sign-up so that every election you automatically get it. So, so every voter in Illinois time, can sign yeah. up one time and get every, get their ballot at home every time. Nice. Next step down is um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we had some secretaries of state here the other day, and they mm -hmm. kind of they they covered the range. Um, the next step down is a state is a so sorry. Going back to the single sign up states, mm -hmm. there's about ten of those. Right. So eight and DC. So wait, let me see if I understand yeah. this. Yeah. Ten single sign up state meaning yes. if you sign up, you can vote from home every year, every but election. So the the basic mechanism for voting from home it's is there. in at least 10 states. Yes. Got it. Yes, plus the eight that are full voted home. So 18 states. Yes. Got it, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the next couple steps down are states where, okay, you don't need a specific excuse to vote at home, mm -hmm. but you have to ask every election, every it. year, you gotta send in your form or do whatever it is. That is about 10, this is where my, I have to get this let, let's, locked let's into assume, my head. Let's say yeah. 10, so yep. that is an addition to the 18. Yes. So there are 28 states yeah. Folks... No, it must be 15 because there's only 15 in my last category. Okay, so, so. There, therefore yeah. it's about, about 30 uh, 25. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah would probably be about 33. About 33 states mm -hmm. that allow some sort of yes. voting through to me. And I bet New York isn't yes. one of them. New York is in our lowest category. Yes. Uh, I love New York. My, uh, Their my, voting system my dad's is terrible. from there. Yeah. Well, the good news is they just passed a bill that mm -hmm. we are waiting on the governor to sign right. that would allow early voting, uh, they're call, it's called early voting to vote at home 
um, without an excuse. Because yeah. the, 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 the category of states that there is about 10 to 13 mm -hmm. that, um, and apologies for not, I should have the numbers no, no, on no. the top it, of my that, head. That's but, not yeah. important, yeah. So um, New York is one of those states where you can only even ask to vote at home if you have one of a specific list of reasons. Right. Every one of those states has a different list of reasons, uh, and some are in their constitution, some are in their, uh, are in their, their bill, in yeah. their laws. Um, but and the other, the wacky thing about it is that all like none of those states have we found. Does anybody actually check? Like you have to say, this is why I'm asking to vote at home, but nobody checks. Right. It's just kind of an administrative thing, and right? You're going to, to get make more anyway. friction, right. to make it harder for those you folks. So in New York, yeah. they did. They waived that and said, okay, anybody during the pandemic and their use of voting at home went from about 2% to about 20%. Even that's and not it very dropped high. back yeah. down. It's not yet. Yeah. It was a one-time thing. So the great news is the legislature passed a bill that says, yeah, you can early vote. You can vote at home with no excuse necessary. We're waiting on governor, the governor to sign it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm Huchel, afraid, yeah. I was going to say, I'm afraid to pronounce her last Huchel, name yeah. wrong. H-O-C-H-U-L. Yeah. I know how to spell it, but not how to say it. Right. Um, so when that happens, that'll be a huge move now, of number of voters into you know, states I that think New don't York, need an excuse. New York having progressive senators and and really hidden up on Texas yes. and other states about their voting, uh, how they administer the votes yeah. and that sort of stuff. I think they it, are it's strangely a, behind it, the times. It, it is sad, but I don't think they have the moral. Of, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I love their senators, mm -hmm. their Congress people that are progressive, yeah. but they don't have the moral authority to talk to the rest of the country yeah. about voting until yeah. they make some changes to make it easier for yeah. their voters to vote. The only reason it doesn't matter is because it's almost a pretty darn blue state yes. that they really don't give a, you know, right. a, a right. and that needs to change yeah. Uh, yeah. in New York. But um, I, I tell you, I find that what you're doing is extremely important. And I, I hope with you and any other organizations that are doing this, that, that they're successful in allowing and uh, in, in increasing our democracy. Yes. Now, um, what's There's, your... Can I tell you something interesting about please it? Please do. So it's, you know... It, it used to be Republicans thought it was their thing, and then it was Democrats thought it was their right. thing. Here's the truth that we, that numerous, like, academic studies have proved. Right. There's no partisan advantage to it. It doesn't matter. It just makes it easier to vote, period. If people don't care about a particular election, you can send them an in-number of papers. That's they're right. not going to send, send, send it back. That's right. Yes. Not, so I mean, if you yes. make your case, that you want it to make sure that if you That's make right. your case, yeah. the people will vote. Uh, and yes. if they don't care right. about either they yeah. won't but at least they had that option and having to find a babysitter having to find a, a pay for gas to get yeah. to a poland having to stand up in the cold having the thunderstorms being able yeah. to get away from right. all of that right the census just they put out a report every year about voting and mm -hmm. how it's self-reporting so it's not technically there's some there's always some differences right. between the data data but it's a really important set of numbers that people pay a lot of attention right. to if you look at the part about people who said they didn't vote right. and the reasons why, over half of them mm -hmm. are ones that would be solved by voting at home. Because it's, I was sick. I had to work. Right. I didn't know where my polling place was. Right. And you add that up. And just the things that would just, it, would just, it all goes away when you're voting at home. I mean, it, it is it is amazing. Uh, you're doing important work. Thank you. Uh, now tell me. I love it. Yeah, it's that's very important yeah. work. And you know, the, the, the best thing is, as a former leader in the legislature, you actually know the inner workings of how a yeah. whole lot of this yeah. stuff works. So it's great to have that. Yeah. Now, what's your prospects as far as when we can feel we will have 
universal vote by mail? I, I mean, sure. every territory, yeah. every state, That's a great every question. municipality. I, I mean, I really believe it's doable in mm -hmm. the next 10 years. That would be great. Right? I, the way we are working is we kind of plan it out like in two, four, and six-year plans mm -hmm. because the legislative cycle is about every two years. Mm -hmm. You know, the odd-numbered years are when most legislatures do most of their policy right. work. So we're working now on where are we going to focus on in 2025? Right. Then where do we focus on in 2027? Right. Are there some states we work on in the even-numbered years? Sure. Yeah. But that's the real focus is those is those odd-numbered years. And the other thing to think about is when I talked about kind of like in Illinois, mm -hmm. right, where you can do single sign up in those other 10 states where you can do single sign up. Mm -hmm. We also like to we encourage folks to use it as much as possible. We have if you look on our scorecard that mm -hmm. I talked about, there are things that make it easier, right? The curing process, right. the online voter registration, all of that. Because the more people do it, the more they like it. Right. And then that's how you end up having states going to full vote at home. That's right. how Oregon did the transition. Right. Is so many people were doing it. They were just like, we. it was a ballot measure to get it passed, but so many people were doing it. I'll tell you the two states that right now who mm -hmm. are not full vote at home, that have the highest usage mm -hmm. of vote at home, Arizona and Montana. Interesting. Who knew? Right. Um, rural states are very interested. Uh, I like to point out Utah. Utah is fully yeah. voted home. Um, you know, people are like, oh, isn't it just a Democratic thing? No, it's a voter thing. Utah has been doing it successfully for years. In Nebraska, there's about a dozen counties that, that voted home. And their turnout, a, a great group called Civic Nebraska, right. just put out some research literally about this saying, uh -huh. well, my goodness, if you look at the counties that have voted home versus the other counties, They've, their turnout is significantly higher. Now, um, when if we get to some universal uh, level of voter by mm -hmm. home, would we still have day of day of election right. uh, voting or it seems to me like we could save a lot of money instead of having vote by day is you yes. know we've been always talking yeah. about election shouldn't be one day because right. so much can occur on one day that's right that we just have people Yes. throughout the, the election two to period, three week period until yep. that yes. last day yeah. vote. I mean, the truth is you're always going to have a deadline, right? Because mm -hmm. there's always going to no, be a day. Yeah, there's always the going to be a day. The election but, day, but right. that you don't have to yep. walk and ha exactly. you don't have to hire machines to, right. that be set up in yes. many... It seems there's to me a like ton of save cost a lot of savings. Money. Yes, thank you. Uh, there's a great. There's a ton of cost savings. Um, when Colorado did the transition in 2014, right. there was there was some studies done and they had significant cost savings because you don't have all the polling places. You don't, you don't have, have to hire all people, those poll right. workers. Right. And you don't have to invest in in what you call distributed. I, I'm a software right. guy. Yeah. Distributed yeah. networks right. as, as right. complex as when right. you have many Correct. different rooms with many different That's machines. Exactly right. right. So in, interestingly. You're singing my song. Yeah. I mean, it, it <laughs> seems like if, if people were concerned about cost, democracy yes. and reliability, yes. that should be the answer. Yes. And it seems to me like, I hope that is yes. how you're selling cost, reliability, uh, economy, yes. uh, de and yeah. democracy. That should be Small D a democracy. selling point this is the that, foundation of it. that, yes. that, that, that does it. Yep. Anyway, Agreed. give me a closer yeah. for our audience. Yeah. Um, last thing, uh, you talked about accessibility. Mm -hmm. uh, we just had some research come out the other day mm -hmm. uh, that uh, voters with disabilities, mm -hmm. In the states, in all the states in the last right. two years that have increased access to voting at home, right. disabled voters turnout has significantly increased. It stayed flat in the states that didn't. Wow. This is 
like I said, it's foundational. It's what you said. It's cost. It's accessibility. Right. It is small d democracy. If we, if our goal of our democracy is to make it easier for voters, then we want. Think about how our lives are now. Right. We get our food delivered. We get our groceries. We get food from restaurant. Mm -hmm. We order things online. We track where it is in coming to us. We don't lose packages. That's right. That's what voting at home is. Yeah. You you are the voter. It's voting that, that centers you, the voter. And right now, when that is how we are living our lives otherwise, it's time for us to center voters by allowing them all to vote at home. You are a hell of a spokesperson. <laughs> you're a hell of a spokesperson for National Vote at Home, the National Vote at Home Institute. Thank well, you. you're the executive director, so you better be. Uh, right. Barbara, thank you so kindly yes. for having been Encantada. on Politics Done Right. Gracias. All right. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you. All right, folks. That was uh, la señora Barbara Smith Warner. Anyhow, folks, um, you know, it, it's funny because we had this weekend, the first weekend of every month, we have this uh, this meetup, right? It's over Zoom called Ask Egberto Anything. And the people in our PDR Posse will get together and talk. And we were talking about this voter stuff here. And somebody says, I don't know why people are so concerned about voter voting by mail or voting electronically because we do all our banking electronically and folks don't lose their money. And folks, you know, the, you know, banks are not going to do anything where their money is somehow compromised more so than if they did it some other way. So let's not put faults in. So this this story was right up the alley of El Señor uh, Howard, because Howard always talks to us about voting. Ain't that the way, Howard? Voting, 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 voting? It is, Egberto. Vote, vote, vote. There you go. So, I mean, this uh, this story is right up your alley. It seems like we have a caller, Harry. Folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Want to hear from everybody, men, women, Children, everybody, give us a call, 713-526-5738, extension number two. Good morning, Harry. How are you doing, my dear friend? Good morning, dear friend, Eberto Cole, birthday party man on May 18th that we share. Uh, uh, yeah, the voting, that is very important. What was that woman's name that you were uh, interviewing? I forgot her name. Barbara Smith Warner. From the uh, her the, the group is called National Vote at Home Institute. That's a good idea that Barbara Smith Warner's got, and for people if they can't vote by mail, if they have problems doing that, then it's a good idea that they get access to vote at home because voting is very important. But you also had a uh, guest on a few weeks ago uh, who does a show. He, he was he you were talking to him about black men not voting. Yeah, that was uh that was uh, uh Robin's uh, uh uh yes, I know who you mean. Yeah. He's he's actually the mayor of Euclid, South Carolina, but yeah, he was on uh with us about a week and a half ago. Right, and he was talking about how the last several elections black the black male vote has gone down, but you know, black women vote, but black males do not vote and and I know a lot of I know black males that I've talked to, some of them, they just think their vote doesn't count. Your vote counts. You know, please, black man, you need to get out there and vote uh, so you can make a difference. Because if you don't vote, then you get people in there on the far right or you get blue dog, dirt, dirty Democrats in there 
who are, will be against your interests and make your uh, life harder. So you've got to get out there and vote in progressives because your vote does count. Voting is very important, and I always vote. And as you know, I'm a progressive. I don't. Uh, the last Democrat that I voted for was Barack Obama, but I will vote Green Party or People's Party. Uh, like I'm going to vote for Cordell West when I feel like a person uh, can do the job that I, I uh, uh, feel consciously, I will do that. But it's very important for black men to get out there and vote. And then I Absolutely. So actually, let, let's let's correct that. It's important for everybody to go out there and yes. vote. We all have to make sure that all feel not privileged but required to go vote. You know, I mean, there are countries where you um, have, um, uh, you know, it's a requirement. You, there's a thing they put on on you to, to, to make sure, you, you know, I mean, in a democracy, you can't force anybody to do to vote, of course, because not voting is actually a vote, right? Think about it. Not voting is actually a vote. A lot of people don't get it. It's just not the vote that you want. That's right. You help get other people elected that you may not want to get elected. I exactly. Have a who's never voted? He's a black man. He never. He's never voted. He just thinks that voting is a waste of time. And I try to convince him that it's not a waste of time. Your vote counts. Uh, but you're right. Everybody must vote that wants to vote and participate in um, our our election system. I was going to say something about uh, e abortion you know, on Friday's show when you were talking about abortion. You know, a lot of people don't bring this up about IUDs. Women can get IUDs so that they don't get unwanted pregnancies. They can't do that. Uh, they should investigate that so they don't get uh, unwanted pre unwanted pregnancies, and then they have to worry about getting an abortion. If you get an IUD, and then, then you uh, get, a, and then when you want to get pregnant, you get a plan a planned pregnancy. That just makes a lot of sense to do that. All right. So anything else you want to add, my dear brother? Oh, and a shout out to Howard. Thank him for playing Peter White. If he's got it in his library, um, I'd like to hear some. Jonathan Butler down the road. There's a song called Going Home uh, that he did. And uh, I'd also like to hear uh, a little more Peter White. Uh, there's a couple songs, Romance Dance, and Let me, there's uh, Jump On. Hey, Harry, I do appreciate that. And here's the deal, Harry. Howard has everything, okay? But anyway, right. thank you very much for calling, brother Harry. We'll talk... We'll talk the other time. We got to we got to get moving. But thank you so kindly as usual for calling in. We, we'll talk more about you coming to the Father Church when you're able to. Sounds good, my brother. Absolutely, I will be there sometime. All right, folks. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Extension number two. And I think it's about time for my brother's soapbox. Let me hear from Howard. Ooh. 6.31 in the morning, and they're going to make me stand on my soapbox. I feel one coming on when he's talking about voting. I'm shocked that black men are not voting in just, just hordes. They should. Everyone should vote. And if you don't believe your vote counts, honor the people who died for your right to vote, because there's a whole lot of them. They didn't get to live their lives because they were fighting for a cause for you people. For you, they were fighting for a cause, for your voice to be heard, for your vote to be heard. They don't get to live their lives. You get to live yours and you get to vote because of them. Please honor the people who put forth the most valuable possession they had, 
their lives for your right to vote. You have to do this. You have to. Please, everyone, get registered. Vote. Make your voice heard. Fire these bums out of office. Get them out of there. You don't like what's going on? Vote them out. But please, you've got to vote. Honor the people who died for your right to vote. If nothing else, do that. And there's my soapbox for the day. I felt I felt Howard's soapbox coming on. But yeah, you know, um, I oh, yeah. as somebody who was uh, from from Central America, right, and um, came to the United States, became a naturalized United States citizen. I have always taken voting seriously, and if you were to check all my records, there are very few times that you would find. Even in local elections like uh, school board, etc., I make the effort to go out there and vote. Unless I think there was a time that I was in China that I couldn't vote. If I recall, there was something that I didn't vote for. But it is almost, uh, you know, it is it is almost a, a, a religion. Now, when it comes to certain groups that people have a problem voting, you know, uh, we talk about to some extent black men. Uh, recently, the the thing that 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 bugs me the most about some demographics and it, and, and specifically black men, Latino men in in doing some canvassing, what many have told me is the party isn't serving them, and I remember this uh, guy, this uh, guy from Colombia, naturalized citizen as well, said uh, he couldn't be bothered because. His vote didn't matter because look at what they did with... And he was talking about several subjects. And my thing about what, I, what I'd urge to, to, to these guys that I was speaking to, and again, it, it, I can understand, I can really empathize. What I have to do is, or what we have to do, Howard, is get away, or rather get the narrative away from those who are giving them the impression that their vote doesn't count. i tell you what even bothers me more. The amount of those two demographics, and it's not a, it's not a huge number as Mondale Robinson, and, and by the way, Harry, the, the, the guy's name was Mondale Robinson, as I recall now, who is a mayor of, uh, I don't remember what, what little town in, in, in uh, Ohio. The thing that uh, he has to get over is, first of all, there's a narrative that a lot of the right wing puts out there to really discourage these demographics from voting. But even as they discourage it, they have given some sort of an impetus for some of these demographics to vote and believe that somebody like, let's say, a Donald Trump really has their interests at hand. That is the most shocking part to me, the, the, the way propaganda can actually work. And it does work. Propaganda really, really works, and I've seen it. First hand. So listen, everything that 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 um, Howard just said is actually true, right? Every day people have died for our vote. Every, all through the land, people have died for our vote. We shouldn't squander that at all. It is something we shouldn't squander. The next subject, of course, is rent control. But I see the phones are heating up, so I rather go to my peeps first. So I'll go to, uh, let's go to Luis. Uh, come on in, Luis. Hey, Luis, uh, you're on. All right, cool. So I'm calling about the, the vote. <clears throat> Talk a little bit about my family. Uh, 
I've all they've always always voted uh, Democrat, like old school Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we get together, you know, we always you know stick to normal political talk and and uh, friendly, most times civilized. Uh, but I've noticed in our past five years, wow, some serious five, six years, serious divisions. Now a lot of them have gone. Uh, they won't call themselves Republicans, but they do call themselves more conservatives to where right. they're bringing up uh, kind of uh, the Cornell West, uh, Robert Ken- uh, Kennedy Jr.'s brother. Kennedy, brother. yeah. And um, some are even thinking about Trump and um, just how divisive, you know, it, it's. I mean, we're not, we're still family, but you know how it is in the, in the Hispanic community. You know, we all try to get along with. And uh, but the whole thing with the vote is it is important. And but one thing we do all agree on is that we try to stay more involved with local Texas. Exactly. I think it's it's kind of not a lost cause, but it's kind of hard to to put our vote in for uh, a president. But when it comes to local things, mayor, school board, like you mentioned before, uh, you look you're at large positions that's. that's that's a lot more important to us, and uh, yeah. So, and uh, another thing where we all would like to see, even though it it, would, it favors both sides, is uh, we need to see term limits. You know, got to put these Congress, you know, people were no more than two, three terms, and yeah, get out of there. You know, get get some people that are just not all the way there. Not am I talking about Biden? Even though that's my personal belief, but. You know Feinstein and uh, Mitch McConnell. I mean, they're just been in there so long. They're they're right. Mind isn't all there. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, she's she's great, but for her to come to the city now and run for mayor, which she'll probably get, yeah, it's it's, it's just too much corruption. It's like I don't think she has any involvement with the people here. That's just our opinion. But and I'll close with this. Uh, a friend of mine told me, and I, I've always agreed with. It. He said this over 10 years ago, that it's uh, too late to vote and it's too early to start shooting. That's, uh, we're kind of <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Uh, I, I t- Tell your friend that, uh, that he needs to start listening to politics done right as well because, uh, as Howard says, it's never too late to vote. We need to get out there and vote. And we just have to make an intelligent vote. You see, you just spoke about your family. It's no different than my family. Where you hear people toying around Kennedy, toying around Cornel West, toying around Biden, and all these other things. And what I tell folks is, let's sit down. Let's analyze what it is that people want, what they need, and find that candidate that's going to give them that and coalesce around that candidate. Then that candidate following the the Howard Corollary will win. But we have to start having faith in ourselves. Luis, muchas gracias por la llamada. We'll talk uh, some other time as you call more. Okay, my friend? Have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right, Gonzalo. Come on in, Gonzalo. How are you doing? Hi, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing fine. Talk to me, sir. Yes. Uh, well, I can understand the frustration of both and either whether Republicans or Democrats. I have friends on both sides, and they, some of them, they spray, they express their discouragement whenever the the time to vote is because at some point uh, we think that the system is rigged. I do. 
I do understand that there are several reasons to think about that. So if I go back to my uh, country of birth, Cuba, and I know we have some disagreement about that, we have 64 years, the same people. And we didn't even vote to get that guy, that uh, the, the the new president, president appointed. You know, so who cares about the political the communist party in Cuba? Nobody. That's why people are leaving. So I guess that here it's getting about the same. Uh, I would say if I have to vote. Democrat and Biden is the, uh, the candidate again. I'm not going to vote for that decreto because it's too much, my friend. 82 years old. The other one is almost 80. We need some people that make us feel that we believe in them. And, you know, uh, that's bottom line. Gonzalo, you, you know, you. You are so right, right? My problem where, you know, is I have to, uh, we have a big job. Biden is too old, Trump is too old and unintelligent. We we have a problem. Uh, Kennedy is, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, some people are going to give me hell for saying this, but Kennedy is a whack job. Okay, and I, I, the more research I do, the the more I the more I'm like I can't believe he's getting some sort of attraction. So um, the 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 truth of the matter is, those are the choices we have because we have not done our job as voters, right? And uh, in in the case of Biden, we have allowed the establishment to dictate who the next successor is going to be. In the case of uh, in the case of uh, on the other side, the right wing, nobody on the on on that side likes. I'm talking about those people in the note likes Trump. But the thing with Trump again is because he has a, a a huge base of uninformed voters that support him, and also vo voters who believe they can get better financially with him. Mostly, they're very wealthy. Um, that's the reason why he has traction. We, the progressives, that constitutes the vast majority of the United States, have to do two things that I've written and spoken about a lot, and that is first, assert our worth. Assert our worth. And after we assert our worth, go ahead, vote these guys. And go ahead, Gonzalo. My homework will be to uh, get more information about the candidate. I have read some things about him, probably I'm not... That will be my homework today, I promise. Yeah. And as far as uh, voting, I think the most important thing is get rid of the do-nothing jobs. Uh, for example, uh, my takeaway from the what's going on in HISD, that also is a political thing. You know that? Uh, yes. I think the, the, the positive takeaway, I, I, I think the guy or whoever had the plan for the district is, Get rid of the do-nothing jobs. I'm sure yes. that there will be some other do-nothing people coming up. But in the meantime, they will be fresh and they will be new and they will come with some ideas. Some of them are bad. Some of them will be wrong. But we need to get rid of those do-nothing jobs. That's the bottom line. Gonzalo, I think uh, when, when you think about how we all think, 
those of us in the in the community, those of us in the state, in the country. And and, and again, I talk to a lot of people, and all of this is uh, corroborated by polls. We want the same things, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or otherwise. The the people on the outside put these little cancer cells within the communities. And that is what metastasized into bad things. We have to we have to first recover. And I, I tell you what, I'm not I'm definitely not a church person, okay? But here's what I honestly think we have to do as a society. And 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 and, and folks, it's gonna sound very corny. But we just have to look at our brothers and sisters, that next that human being next to us, and start saying, I want what's best for you. Right? And once everybody's wanting what's best for the other person because they deserve it, we can actually start not thinking about if we pass policy A, this group of people gets maligned, or if we pass policy B, this, no. Every policy for people who need that particular policy and not at the expense of the other person. If we just look at society that way, we'd be fine. Gonzalo, muchas gracias. Thank you so kindly for calling, my brother. All right, peace. All right, let, I have another call in, but I'll wait for them to process that. Anyway, folks, uh, the, the other subjects today, if we don't get to it, please go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter, politicsunright.com slash newsletter, and you will be able to see the videos, etc., of the other topics that were destined to be talked about today. But like I said, when callers call in, we want to cover what's on your reel. So since we don't have any callers particularly right now, it seems like we're having a little bit of telephone issues, call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738, extension number 2. Anyway, renters are struggling. Economists back tenant-led push for federal government. Here's, here's the deal. When people talk about things like Rent control. People go crazy. We shouldn't have that. But when the system, when the economic system screws the average renter, what is there to do? That's what your government is there for, to protect you. Let's go to GE. GE, come on in in line number one. Come on in, GE. Yeah, hey. Hi. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a black man. I'm one that... that stop voting in the last few elections. I, I, I don't see any point. I think um, it's your vote counts, but it counts toward just, just the, the system. You know, it's like a clock. Uh -huh. You can't change the gears. You're just going to get a new piece doing the same thing that the old piece did. Okay. Let me, let me, let me speak to you. Uh, black man to black man. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I hear you. I feel you. I understand you. And I say that from the depths of my heart. If we are only voting, my brother, if we are only going out there to vote and then simply do nothing after that, what you're saying is absolutely right. But here's my ask to you. My ask to you is not for you to just go out there and, okay, give up your vote. My ask for you is, to look at the options that you have. After reviewing the options that you have and making the most appropriate choice, vote, but not stop there. 
ensure that the option you choose, your families, your friends, your relatives, your brothers, your everybody else, uh, you, you, you see to it that they support that. As an example, uh, the, the elections for, uh, for, the, for president is a big thing, right? But there are so many elections occurring here in Houston that you can make a difference. Starting from, let's say, even the mayor. Which person that, that is making the final cut is going to do best for you? And not only for you, but for your friends. Are you going to not just vote, but encourage those others to go do the same? And that's all I'm talking about, um, GE. Um, I don't want us to give up our vote. I want us to vote and fight for the vote that we've made. Is that, does that make any sense to you, sir? Uh, not really, because like I'm saying, it just... You get the candidates. You got like like the guy was saying. You got Biden, and you got who whoever they present to you as the choices, basically. So it's really not a choice anyway, even with that. But I I hear you. There's no point in you know, it is what it is. No, no, no. But let me ask you something. I, I want to I want to I want to talk to you a little bit longer, and I want to ask you one other thing. Uh, let's mm-hmm. let's let's make the presumption that 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 is. True. I'm on. A, I, I dispute that a bit. In that, we the problem why we get the choices that these other people want is because we start too late. We don't get into the. We have a terrible duopoly, and we don't get started into the the, the system early enough. Let's give an example. Do you think the that Republicans wanted Trump as their leader? All the candidates are so old. I know. No, you're correct. You're correct. You're correct, sir. My question to you: Do you think the Republicans want Trump? Yeah, they want a guy like Trump, if not Trump. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think they want Trump. Sixty percent, sixty percent, or something like that. Want him? I mean, that's the. No, what they said is sixty percent of the the Republicans would vote for Trump if he went up against Biden. What I'm trying to get at is, too often. What we do, let's look at the primaries that got Trump elected. He didn't get elected by the majority of Republicans. What he got elected, he was the, the, the choice that enough people were, were, were crazy about. In other words, we have to get started early. If we want to have choices, we can't wait till choices are made for us, which is exactly what you just said, right? It's almost like the choices are already made for us. Is that, that's what you said, right? Yeah, I don't think. In my, yeah, they are. They are. They so let me stop are. you there, brother. Let me stop you right there and ask uh, you another question. Thing. You can't even get the third party in. It it is set. In okay, stone. here's the no. deal. I'm gonna give you one quick example before I go to Johnny because I, I I really want to at least plant a seed with you, and I hope you keep calling back. But I want to plant this seed. We have an election right now with ten, or that started out with about ten people running for mayor in Houston, right? Right, right. Okay. Now Sheila Jackson Lee uh, 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 lost, not Lawson, uh, Whitmire, and a few others are running. Whitmire and Sheila Jackson Lee are the ones with name recognition. But we also had Amanda and a few other young people that were running. Right? They dropped out. Why did they drop out? Because they, they had the big names and they, they played the game. Now, if they had done polling that showed if Amanda Edwards had seen, wait a minute, there is a mass of people who want change and would vote for, for me, uh, then 
more than likely we wouldn't get the, the two older choices that we have. So if UGE and others got into the game early and showed a, a strong support for the new blood, right? Then it wouldn't be choices made by others for us. We would be making those choices. So what I'm saying, brother, GE is the following. We have to educate ourselves to how politics work. We have to be the ones that go out there and say, hey, we got to get into this game early so that we can make that change. Don't you agree with that, sir? Well, I've done that. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I've, you got to keep it. doing it. You can't stop. And I've seen it enough. But I have parents. Everybody's invested in this and talking about vote and people died for you and this and that. And here we are still. Hey, again, that's because I take responsibility. We haven't done the job. But GE, I, got, I only have a little time and I have Johnny and Mike to go to. Let me start with, uh, with, with Johnny. Johnny, you got two minutes. Come on in. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I hope our uh, Cuban-American friend meant to say that he wants us to do away with people that don't do their jobs. Because every time I, we hear Republicans talking, the, one of the standard talking points is they frame it as do-nothing jobs. As part of the government, is not worth it. No, anything. that's what he meant. L Johnny, that's what he meant. If you listen to the context of the discussion, that's exactly what he meant, sir. Okay, well, I listened to the context, and I'm not sure, I'm not convinced. Also, for the fact that he made a reference to Cuba, he says the same government in power there for the past 64 years. He needs to consider the big picture here. Uh, people in Cuba who helped Fidel uprise against the American oppressors, they voted by their actions. Voting takes place, I've said this before, you vote at the voting booth, but voting is not just confined to the voting booth. Sometimes when you can't get your expression any other way, you have to uh, gather with your fellow voters and physically push oppressors out. That's what they did in 1959. Johnny, yeah. I would like to answer you, you on, on Cuba because, you know, um, I have some very strong feelings. If notice, Gonzalo says I disagree with him on Cuba. And it's not a full disagreement, but Cuba is a very special situation that I don't have the time to talk about right now. Next subject before I got to jump to Mike. I didn't hear you disagree with him. I heard you say you agree with him. That's oh, no, 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 no. He, he said he knows that I disagree with him on Cuba. He said it because I've spoken to him before. Okay, well, let's just remember that when you have a big, giant, giant oppressor to the north, less than 90 miles from the island nation of Cuba, always trying to kill their leader, that kind of uh, interferes with the national democratic Got concept. you. Johnny, I got to go to Mike, so give me the last subject. We've seen that in both Cuba and Venezuela. It's not as simple as some people like to put it. That's what you're, you're absolutely right. We'll talk about that the next time. Call me tomorrow, Johnny, earlier. All right? Let's go to Mike. Hello? Yes, you're on, Mike. Hello. Hi there. Thank you for your service. Thank you, brother. Wonderful. I'm a social conservative, but I'm, I'm a... a but I'm a, 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 a fiscal conservative, but a social liberal. I care about people as a Christian, and I don't think that the Trump voters are all uninformed. I don't necessarily like him. He was strong against China, which is what I like. And I care about our country and the people. And I just wanted to share that with everyone. And... 
I, I love you guys for all you do. Keep up up, up the good work. And Thank you, my brother. I, okay. That's all Thank I you for add. calling in. We, 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 we really appreciate your, your kind words, and we'll try to continue to earn those kind words, my brother. Anyway, folks, we're getting close to that hour. We'll talk about renters and struggling throughout later. But for the time being, I want to jump to Howard for 30 seconds and El Senor Van Bever for 30 seconds. Well, thank you, Egberto. We a uh, very lively show today. And to our friends who don't think that they have a voice and their vote doesn't count, I assure you, it does. So that's all I'll say about that because we're running out of time here for me to get on another soapbox. Jack, how's your soapbox today? Uh, mine's going to be on the vote here, too. Uh, just get your documents, get registered. Check your voter registration card. Make sure it's not expired or going to expire before you vote. Uh, it takes a little time to get registered to vote, so you have to plan ahead. Thank you very so. much, Senor Van Beber. I really appreciate that. And look, uh, today uh, my touching call was from uh, Brother GE. I, I hope you're still listening. I hope you continue to listen, and I want to keep talking to you because I tell you what, for every caller that calls in like GE, there are thousands out there. So we have to find a way to uh, to reach GE. GE is an experienced person, so I'm not, I don't want to be condescending in the way I say this, but I want to continue that conversation. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. Thank you for the studio of uh, Van Beber and Howard. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.